Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to this week's Vindo with Robert Hollinshead. Uh, good afternoon, Bob. I hear the uh, lane going on in the background. You, you're deep into it. So uh, let's get at what's happening. Um, kind of topical right now is the uh, off-lease-only vehicle or dealerships effectively going out of business. Yeah, that, that's been gossip floating around for a few weeks now, right? And everybody's talking about it and getting their little two cents and so forth. When uh, you know, I, I had uh, somebody call of actually looking for a position a couple four weeks ago because uh, you know theoretically uh, they weren't going to have a job there, and um, I got to give a little background to this, right? Not that I have any uh, you know inside information about off lease only, other than the fact that since the day they started, we sold them cars, and what I found is because again we're we're information centric people and our management system that we operate on uh, um, slices and dices things that you could overlook until you put it in your face and you actually become, I would say, better informed than just your common sense is telling you about things, right? Because it becomes statistics, right? And what I've always noticed about uh, off-lease owners, very interesting to me when the, the guy that started a really smart guy in my estimation and really competent guy. He chose the right demographic people. You know, Florida obviously has a lot of people that move from all over the place and they all have stories and they all have bad credit. I shouldn't say they all, but a vast majority of them have challenged credit and you're moving to Florida. So you got to remain a big shot. So you got to drive something bigger than better than what your credit would actually enable you to do. And, uh, you know, the locations, uh, you know, Orlando and Palm Beach and things, you know, it's, it's, it's actually covered with people that are, for whatever reason, good or bad, it doesn't really matter, a challenge with credit. So when we're selling these guys' cars, it, it actually became very evident to me that they're buying a car that's challenged itself. It's got a bad Carfax. It, even before Carfax, it's got things where you know the condition it still looks like a car. It's white. It's got chrome, the 22. So it's got all the things that you could say, yeah, the car got eyeball. But when you dig into it, you'd never give it to your sister. You dig it? In other words, it's a car that's got a challenge. Now, for that reason, you know, first we bought it for less, and next they buy it for less, and therefore they have a car that looks like a car that really ain't a car. It's an imposter that they're able to sell to a challenged credit person, right? So that model, if you start to blow it up, turns out to be something that you're concentrating on that nobody else really ever really made that their focus. Little half-assed things did it here or there. But this guy with brains, and I've, I'm not mistaken, had to have some sort of uh, pre-sale information coming from uh, the auction or the, or from you know the administrator that would give them the understanding of what the cars are and then sort by what they are and then sort by their profile of what they want. And they were very disciplined buyers. So I know this because when I go in and I look at the X number of thousand cars, we've sold them over time, um, what their average gross and net profit is. And it turns out to be very anemic. Now, when I look at that compared to other people that buy cars from us for over decades, right? Whether it's, you know, name anybody, it doesn't matter. Um, I can go in and see if they have a disciplined buy, a buy pattern or if they have random or emotional things. So, so we also know that CarMax is very disciplined in terms of how they bid. You're not you're not pushing them. It's not happening. And when they're done, they're done. 
And the vast majority of the time, they're not even close to being the best end user, not even warm. Uh, when you sold them a car, the profit is at best average, uh, and uh, um, they didn't overpay for anything. But but Offleys only, in my experience, not what I've heard, right? They were really good buyers, like extremely good buyers, because the average gross profit for us selling them cars, you know, 12 months a year over numbers of years, it remains to be the same. That means that the guy that built that actually understood things a little deeper than a random buyer. You follow me? Or a guy that showed up and I'm going to be your car buyer and I passed the inkblot test and I worked at XYZ dealership for seven years. Got nothing to do with that. And over the years, I've actually had different conversations, taking a car back because if there was a fart in the trunk or whatever. And I'm talking to the person at off-lease only. And I'm talking to somebody that actually is attuned to things. Like, this is not a random thing person where you're not getting any kind of common sense coming out of their mouth, right? Um, it, it's uh, They were very disciplined in their buying patterns and how they actually did things. So, you know, this then leads to, Shawnee, what, you know, we've had internally many, 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 many conversations about the, 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 the disruptors that pop up out of the woodwork and they're going to show car dealers how to do things and they got a better idea than us and they're going to, you know, being a vendor, they'll send out their people, high five and bring you a hot dog and all that shit to tell you, we got a new thing to show you how to do the car business. Um, you know, that's ad nauseum that's happened through the, the decades. You know, you got somebody, oh, these people in the car business, they're not educated. They don't know what they're doing. And what we found is 99.91% of the time, um, it's nonsense. It's, 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 it's maybe even look slick and smell slick or something, but when it really gets deployed, it's nonsense, nonsense. Because car people are weird, right? We're not educated typically, you know, to the point of being a scientist, but we're scientists in our industry. And we really do know the ins and outs of things. And it comes from strawberries sliding into third base when you, sh- you could have stood up. So in other words, that strawberry stays on your ass for a period of time that you, re- you, you think twice when you're Rounded second, getting ready to dive into third, and you're thinking about that strawberry. You follow me? In in our business, these these things tend to create a different type of knowledge that you know the Wharton School graduate, hundred times smarter than any one of us, right, has not even a basic concept of what it is to do what we do for a living: buy, sell, auction, etc. Not even a clue. They can stand there and they can actually, you know, smile and giggle like they've been there and they know all about it. It, It's not the way it works in the real world. So in the case of an off-lease only, with all kudos to the cat that started it and ran it, I got all the respect in the world. And, you know, the exit strategy, it's none of my business, no reason even to bring up the topic, probably got paid good and it's understandable for whatever reason when you start dealing with board of directors and you know, with the venture thing and they tell you what you're doing wrong and so forth. But, you know, an inventor can say, yeah, I, okay, but it's not going to, oh, no, we, be, you, we show you how and why it's going to be that way. We're going to change your model. As soon as you start changing that model, one degree, you're on a pathway of disaster, disaster, period. Nothing to talk about because the cat with the strawberries figured it out. They built a business, very interesting business, and is running it extremely, you know, well. 
to the point where somebody says, you know, we infuse the capital. We'll show you how you can grow the thing. Uh, and next thing you know, you, where you thought you put the wrench, where it was going to make things run better, that wrench went into the middle of the piston and and, and popped the head. You dig it? It's no good. Um, and it happens over and over and over and over again. Third party geniuses with, you know, um, um, money that's going to show how it's going to make it better. And then they become operational. No, they become like dust. That's my personal uh, observation. I'm sure somebody could pick out one example somewhere uh, that uh, uh, it, it, it didn't work that way, but I don't know, have any idea what it would be because I've never seen it. I do pay attention to this stuff, right? Um, Non-skin in the game players coming along and telling, uh, when I say this, I'm not trying to be elitist or like act like we're smart or something. It's got nothing to do with that. Uh, it just happens to be a physical fact that if you have not, you know, played the game and not just played, not got the trophy because you attended and then you couldn't do it. Now you're walking around with a, a flag saying, I was in the car business, but you flunked, right? You're not there now for some reason. And now you're going to tell everybody else how to do it. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. If you've succeeded in the business and now have some sort of an opinion I'd say there's a possibility that that could work. And in, in the case of off-lease only, that was a perfect example. I do not have any, first of all, I have no interest in knowing the ins and outs of what happened, but I would be willing to predict that the founder uh, was either minimized or lost interest in dealing with the uh, outside entity that uh, started to run and modify the business model. I'd almost guarantee it, to be perfectly frank. And again, who cares? But it's just one more example of what happens when uh, uh, folks from outside our Mickey Mouse little industry, the automobile industry, wholesale, retail, whatever it happens to be, uh, get involved and going to show us how, how, how you get her done. You know what I mean? Don't happen. I also heard a weird one yesterday from a dear friend of mine who owns an auction up in, in New York, one of my dear uh, industry friends. That uh, uh, backlot cars is is leaving New York, so that, that also don't make any sense to me. Other than the fact that the the model isn't catching any uh, traction in what I believe to be the most fruitful wholesale marketplace in the country, uh, more dealers are willing to wholesale. More dealing, more dealers are interested in uh, moving their inventory in a timely manner. Um, and uh, uh, in large volumes, actually, uh, than any other state that I'm actually in contact with. You go to Long Island, go out to Buffalo, you know, there's uh, a lot of millions of people there, and there's a lot of cars that are getting bought and sold, and there's a lot of people that are not interested in keeping a car that don't make any sense to them. And therefore, if you're in the business of saying you've got a marketplace and it's not working out for you, um, um, uh, obviously, the, you know, even if the model sounds like it's working, it ain't working. And that's interesting to me. That's, that's, uh, not, I don't know why, uh, other than, other than we do sell probably a good 10% of our cars to New York dealers. You know what I mean? Um, and, uh, probably a good 15 or 20% of our cars come from New York dealers. Uh, uh, uh and we've actually felt the, it's not pressure, but the noise of, marketplaces coming into a dealership. Well, you know, the boss says we have to put them on thing. 
that's actually music to our ears because when that happens and the, the dealer that's, hey, Bob, uh, um, you know, the car only brought 97000 on uh, whatever platform, uh, but we need ninety nine to make a deal. Yeah, I'll buy that, bitch. Nothing to talk about because that's what we've done all of our many, many, many decades, help dealers make deals, right? That's why we built the tool to help that communication where it actually – uh, uh, is useful in, in total transparency, uh, helping people do business. Uh, and and to be perfectly frank with you, it, it, I was a little more shocked about uh, uh, um, um, backlot leaving New York than than car than uh, off lease disappearing uh, because of what we're talking about, Shotty. In other words, when you hear that you know other people's money is getting involved and now they got a voice in things, that that conversation is going to go weird. I would say in a large majority of times, somebody don't listen to this shit. Maybe, maybe say, oh, Bob, you're full of Christ. This is, this didn't happen with some. Maybe that's possible. I'm not disagreeing with that. I just like to know what the examples are, though, because I've never bumped into them. That's enough, Shawnee. Uh, everybody's Thanks, already snoring. I hear snore. I hear snoring in the background. All right. See you later, Shawnee. Thank you, sir. Have fun, everybody.